This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out, episode 449. So close to 450. That's one away, if you cannot count. I am one of your hosts, Dave the Rave. You can go follow me on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore M-O. Unfortunately, this week, Chris is unable to record with us, but go give him a follow at Chris Dog. And I am alongside, not really alongside him, but, you know, in spirit, Brandon. Go follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how art thou? I'm doing awesome, as always. Good, good. How, how are you doing, though? Oh, good question, good question. I am actually doing pretty uh, good. Very tired, very tired. How was your uh, week? My um, week was nice and... uh. Very, very fun, you know. My highlight, as we will be discussing, was going into the city to see Monday Night Raw. But enough about that, because we're going to be talking a lot about that. Um, yeah, but that was really my highlight of the entire week. What about you? Same thing. That's <laughs> basically just <laughs> that. Did you see the new Long Island Railroad train? Yeah, uh, they've been... Putting it over huge on News 12 a lot uh, with the sockets and everything like that. Like, that's cool and all. And yesterday when I was coming home from Manhattan, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Does Ron Konkuma get a nicer train than everyone else? <laughs> and I was like, really, like, considering going into the train to, like, look. Because I've never seen a train like that before. It turns out yesterday was the first, uh, or no, today's the first official ride, I guess. Mm-hmm. Today or yesterday, but uh, somebody posted a picture of the six seater, and there's okay. there's no leg room. Oh, that's that's annoying. I don't know how you're supposed to function in. How do you fit six people there with only like minimal leg room like that? Yeah, that's that's not going to work out well. But at least every road does have sockets now. Yeah, uh, and not that I walk during the the train while the train's moving or anything but the doors are now uh sliding doors and electric what do you mean like it's you know how when you go from car to car you have to like pull open the door and then push open the door while Uh you walk between the cars now you just press a button that says push and they slide open both ways oh that's pretty cool yeah yeah i think that this was the first new train in Many years. I forgot what they said, but a very, very long time and long overdue. And, I mean, and they still use those old ones that are like broken down, look like they're from the sixties. Yeah, no, they, I mean, they need to not. Yeah, it's pretty crazy how they haven't updated in this so long. And when you compare the the long like the Long Island Railroad to other trains around the world. It really doesn't even compare. Uh, it just takes a little bit to, you know, spruce it up, make it look a little bit nice. But 
No. I mean, they finally recently, what, as of what, last year, installed cameras on some of the trains? Yeah. Like, hello? How do you not have cameras on trains like that? I, I don't know. So what else did you do? That's really mainly it. That's mainly it. Yeah. Well, you have something upcoming, right? Yeah, Sunday, going to the theater at Madison Square Garden, like we said uh, last week, because it was moved from the arena because they didn't sell tickets to <laughs> the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden. Now it's a co-promoted event, which we said last week, Impact Wrestling, AAA. Uh, it was called Invading New York, but I think now it's Lucha Invades New York or something. I don't know if that changed or if I'm just first now seeing that. No, now now, that, now they're like, eh, you know, <laughs> let's just switch everything up. So, Again. so oh, uh, yeah, we said last week the two matches, one's for the uh, AAA Reina de Reinas championship, Tessa Blanchard defending that championship against Taya Valkyrie. A, uh, another match that we discussed, or that I said last week, was Blue Damon Jr. versus Dr. Wagner Jr. Didn't know then that it was a no-DQ match. Now I know it's a no-DQ match. But they also announced Kane Velasquez... Teaming up Velasquez, Velasquez, Velasquez. Yeah, I don't know why I said Velasquez, <laughs> but Kane uh, Velasquez is teaming up with Psycho Clown and Brian Cage to take on Reyes Scorpion, uh, Tejano Jr. and Taurus. So it's somewhat similar to the um, Triple Mania match, but it's pretty cool that uh, if if Kane is going to do what he did at Triple Mania, I will be more than satisfied. Yeah, I think he's really making a, a, a good name for himself so far. I mean, he has a young career, so let's see what happens. And then, uh, somewhat weird-ish, I guess, but uh, for the AAA World Tag Team Championships, they have the Lucha Bros defending those titles against LAX. So, I, hmm. And I thought LAX was done with Impact, yeah, I think that they – I thought that they were too. I thought they were just like so AEW now. So it's very strange to see them booked on this card. Yeah. Because it's co-promoted by them. But mm -hmm, whatever, mm -hmm. it's going to be still – it's going to be cool to see LAX. I don't know. We've seen them wrestle on the indies or no? Um, I feel like we had to have, but I'm not if, sure. I'm not too sure. I don't. I don't recall. Because they kind of started making a name for themselves after we started going to the events. Like, they started really blowing up with uh, House of Glory and uh, their stable over there. Um, but that was towards the time where we kind of uh, started to stop, start going to all of the events. So I'm not too sure. But it should be a fun event. I mean, especially, I'm sure, that hopefully they have, like, cool souvenirs and everything like that, too. Yeah, you know me. I want I want a good program. I want a nice poster. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky. So at the wrestling event, I'm, I got a chance to walk away with uh, souvenir cups. The only thing is that these were souvenir cups from, like, I think 2017 or 18. No, those are not from 2017, 2018. Those are 2019, believe it or not. No, no, no. I don't... Okay, wait, it, okay, it, it okay has, hold on, okay. hold on. Have you seen them? Wait, wait, yes, because I purchased one on Monday. On Monday. Dude, I got them. I don't know if it's... You could have had mine, one of mine. No, I... What do you mean? I... 
the very first thing I did was go and buy that drink. I made sure I didn't have the cup already. Yeah, okay. So my, the way I get my souvenir cups is the best way possible. You wait till the entire audience and crowd clears out. And then you just, as you're on, leaving the arena, you just scope out the floor. People leave that stuff behind, snag it. Go rinse it out, clean it out, and there you go. You got a souvenir cup. Bingo, bango. So, regardless, which is one, ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. I don't know when these cups are from. They're very dated. Not very, very dated, but it has the leaders of the world on it. Do you have the cup in front of you or no? Not in front of me. It has the leaders of the world. It has the old school Bray Wyatt. It has Daniel Bryan pre pre his entire um, environmental gimmick. Like he's smiling in the promo. In the promo pick, so he's still a face. He's not a heel. Um, See, it has the, the, the reason why I don't think it's that old is because I, I don't know where they where else they would sell this cup from. I think it's outdated because you have Oscar in the front of it with Charlotte Flair. You have Ronda Rousey. Um, you have Braun hidden away with Elias and Finn Balor. Um, how Randy you, Orton, New Day. This? Is the cup not in front of you, or it is? No, it's not. I, I, I just, I just analyzed it. I just analyzed the cup to actually see like how was different gender? it is. Was gender on it? No, gender was not. Shinsuke Nakamura was. So the reason um, why I don't think it's that old is because I, I have. I, I literally went to raw oh and alexa blitz i mean i went to smackdown last october before episode 1000 huh. and they were selling raw cups uh smackdown cups exclusive smackdown cups and then when i went to a raw live event it was exclusive raw cup so i don't know this is both brands i don't know where they're selling both brands on a cup I don't know, but this stuff, I mean, on the copyright or whatever on the bottom, it says 2018. So then it's, so I guess it's from last year then. But yeah, I, it says 2018. I, I literally had no could, idea when it, they would But be it could be a right. roster, an older, I mean, I guess it may be beginning of last year. Yeah, so it's, I mean, but again, I don't, again, I do not know where this cup would be sold. It just seems so random it i mean because to, you it have, would have to be from a dual branded event that they're selling it maybe maybe a house show I, because no because i went to a live, live i went to the live event for raw and it was a, a specifically just a raw cup maybe it was just extra from what they have i don't know but it's like the the program sometimes those barely change but they they do and uh, i i kind of think that the program that they sold on Monday and Tuesday might have been like brand new unless somebody out there can say that it wasn't mm-hmm. I remember one time before I went to an event uh, I, I don't know if it was 10 years ago or if it was like a house show a live event that it was actually the very first time was a brand new you know what I'm going to say it was the 10 years ago <laughs> I think it was when we saw Matt on the train <laughs> that it was the, that night was a brand new program because I remember he was like, oh, that's brand new. Can I look at it? And then he wasn't in it. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, but the, yeah. the program was, was new 
because it had all the WrestleMania 35 stuff in it. There's a mistake in it. They have uh, Lucha House Party in like extra pictures in two different pages of the same exact picture. Mm-hmm. But huh. yeah, so one time I, I remember think- I got in 2000, I think 15. I had a program, purchased it, and by the next event, all that stuff went down with Hulk Hogan. Uh-huh. So they had to redo the program. So I think it's the same exact program, just with the page numbers are are now different because Hogan's missing. Oh, gotcha. So I and I had to buy that one because it's mm-hmm. technically not the same one that I already owned. Uh, I don't know. I don't really buy that. I used to buy them. The only time I'll buy programs now is if I go to a sporting event and I buy their program. Like if I go to a hockey game or a baseball game. I'll buy the pro. I'm more likely to buy a program than a WWE event. Uh, buy oh, the program. That's what like I have. Think- I have a program from every single wrestling event that I ever been that I've ever been to. That I think they've had them for because I don't think in 1999 I don't think they had one. No, I mean Actually, I still you know have what? programs. I don't. Think- I, I still have. I still have programs from when I went to an event in like 1992, 93. That's why that's what makes me question whether or not they actually have, did have a program at the live mm-hmm. events because if you went then and they did then I'm assuming that they probably did in 99 well, the thing is, and then like when we went to like random raws and stuff in 2001 or whatever I don't yeah, have but, programs from then I just actually no I do what am I saying because the draft is on it, it they're two sided There you go mind blown Wow mind Blown. Wow. Wow. All right. So what else you got to say for yourself, brother? Yeah. Oh, did you see the Bruno San Martino? Yeah, that's all. That's from when he was inducted to the Hall of Fame. What do you mean? They've had that out there the entire time? Yeah, it's been on WWE Shop and everything. I own it. I wore it to Billy Joel's 100th No, no, I'm talking about his actual championship on display. Wait, what? Yeah, you didn't see that? No. How did you miss it, dude? Yeah, on the opposite side of the entrance. They had his actual championship on display in a case. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Wait. What? Where? At MSG. But, like, where? Like, when you get off... When you get onto the streets of Manhattan from Penn Station. Mm-hmm. You know where that... On big, the right side. Where, where Billy Joel's piano is. Yeah, yeah, on the right. Out in the corridor, not in... It was inside. I did not see that. Yeah. How did he miss it, dude? I, I don't even know where that would have been. Um, It was off to... Okay, so... Oh, wait, were you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know where Vince they had McMahon's the menorah? Plaque. Where's Vince McMahon's plaque? Okay, Vince McMahon's plaque to the right of it. Yeah, I I wasn't I didn't even go over there. Oh, I I didn't know that you didn't I I didn't even remember at the end. But yeah, I would have showed you it. And we were literally standing over there for what seemed like an hour. Yeah, that would have been cool to see. I'm sure I've seen it at Access, but it still would have been cool. Yeah, I thought I, just... I thought you were talking about the uh, the Bruno San Martino shirt. Oh, yeah, that's what I figured you thought I was talking about. No, check out the text I sent you. Because yes. it, it was it was annoying to me because they, I mean, I guess it's anything to push merch or whatever. Because that shirt is from 2013. 
Mm-hmm. And it is garden related without actually saying Madison Square Garden, but yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. Like if you scroll in on the championship belt, it says defeated Buddy Rogers May seventeenth, nineteen sixty two, Madison Square Garden. Well, it's coming in now, but like as far as other like t shirts and stuff, they had like three new Stone Cold Steve Austin t shirts mm-hmm. that are all being sold on WWE Shop. But when it comes to Undertaker, it's literally the same shirt from. July 2018, I think, when he, like, returned to Madison Square Garden last time mm-hmm. for the live event mm-hmm. that I went to. So, dude, what the hell? <laughs> Yo, what See, the I'm hell? See, I'm not, I'm not ribbing you. <laughs> I legit, I, didn't, I couldn't tell if you were making it up or not because I was over there. I didn't see any of this. Yeah, I'm not ribbing you. Legit. Is that legit a title or is that a foam thing? No, I I think it was legit the title. Is that a what is going on? How did I not see this? It was right. You know where the menorah was. Yeah, when we went to that that yeah, range yeah. by the by the car or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was right. Yeah, yeah, it was right there. You know Damn. that little like right across from the consent uh, from the vendors. Yeah, the vendors are in the center. Wait, right. Did, so I did they did they did, was the only thing that they had was this Bruno San Martino thing. Yeah. I wonder if they set this up because of um, because they were selling that shirt. What, what are the stars from? The stars are from the the Tron above the video. I screen? think so. I think the Tron. I think from above. I think I, from that's above. insane. I, I didn't even see anybody tweet about this. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> that's that's the sigh of I can't believe I missed that. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. I, I wish I... Well, maybe they'll have it up out, out on Sunday still. Why would they have it on Sunday? It's a AAA event. <laughs> I don't know. It's still wrestling. I, that's, it but that's not a WWE thing. It's WWE brought that in, 100%. Madison Square Garden does not own that. Really? There's no way that's a Madison Square Garden thing. Mm. It's like when they had the Hulk Hogan banner. Mm-hmm. And I went the, literally the next night and got got because they took the banners. Just I thought they were going to have a Hulk Hogan banner hanging in Madison Square Garden. And they took it away the, the next night. We got worked. It was a cafe <laughs> banner. Yeah. So my bad. If I mean, I, I wish I knew you didn't see that. I would have walked you over there. Maybe, I didn't even think maybe, about it. Maybe in 10 more years, huh? Yeah. Next time. Next time. But. <laughs> But yeah, so Dave and I both attended Monday Night Raw. I went to SmackDown. Um, the seats, they closed off the bridge, so that already is not a good sign. Yeah, they did not sell enough tickets. Surprisingly, uh, with promoting Steve Austin, with promoting Undertaker, they didn't weren't able to sell enough. SmackDown was way more less sold than than raw was and it sucks I'm, also, I, I went back and listened to raw like just going through for the notes and stuff michael cole calls it a sellout i was there oh, come on dude. <laughs> don't know the truth but, you but ha- now i guess you have to but now compare that to ring of honor new japan they sold it out legit and now they're bringing back stone cold and undertaker and they couldn't even compare to what new japan and what ring of honor did but see now i don't know Right? New I, Japan and Ring of Honor didn't black out any seats. Well, WWE just closed off the bridge 
And for SmackDown, they ended up blacking out uh, half of the t- section. But I'm thinking of G1 Supercard. I don't know if the 300s were sold. Oh. That's an interesting fact. So, I'm not... Like, it's very possible that they could have been sold, and I just don't recall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I'm yeah, not, like, typically even, even paying s- attention up there. But Yeah, but even still, I mean, they're able to see that they sold it out while WWE couldn't do it. And you're going to think that AAA is going to go in there and, and come somewhere close? Come on. AAA so... from the start needed another company and not impact even with another company they were gonna go to the theater no I, when i say another company i mean aew oh but even if it, okay aew 100 no, percent fans would be like oh goodness gracious they're coming to medicine square garden yes the <laughs> dude the bridge isn't the bridge is not open on for for g1 Okay. So it's the same exact, from my picture here at least, the bridge is not open. Okay. So even I, I, if they paired up AAA with Ring of Honor, I don't see it doing what it had to do. I think that you're right with it. The only way that it was going to was if it was AEW. G1 Super has the attendance announced as 16,534. Yeah. So it was uh, probably around that close to 15,000 or something for yeah. for Raw. And then Smackdown probably. was way so, less. So talking about Raw, uh, there was some activities taking place before Monday Night Raw, correct? Yeah, but not, I mean, I wouldn't say activities. They, were, they had, <laughs> what's your name? <laughs> Main event was uh, being taped as per usual, if you've ever been to a Monday Night Raw taping. Uh, they had the Iconics take on an interesting team of Dana Brooke and Sarah Logan. I feel yeah, like at that point it's just like pairing. I feel like it's it's just to get them booked on the show. Unless there has been weekly storyline on main event that I have absolutely no idea about because no. I know, dude, I know Dana Brooke and Sarah Logan has they've been having like a bunch of matches on main event. I know Naomi's been thrown in there. I have no idea where she's been. Yeah, Naomi's on the cup. Naomi, <laughs> Naomi's on the chair. Bobby Lashley's on the chair. He's injured. Yeah, the chair, the chair, souvenir chair is pretty outdated too, which is kind of random because it's it's, it's geared specifically towards Madison Square Garden. I don't know how it's outdated like that. Yeah, that's a weird thing. I don't know, but yeah, so they had main event. Uh, that was pretty much when I was walking into the arena. And then the other match that took place was a little uh, shinde between Cantor, uh, former Knicks. Yeah, currently Enos Cantor, Ennis Cantor, whatever his name is. He's yeah. being interviewed, loud booze. Nobody cares about him because he's on the, the Celtics now. Yeah, which was random. I don't understand why they even went with that to start with. <laughs> I, well, okay, so he's getting booed. R-Truth comes out and says, no, he's my friend. You should cheer him. And then he, he I guess, pushes R-Truth over, hits him with a schoolboy, wins the 24-7 championship, takes off his jacket or opens his jacket up to reveal the Celtics jersey. And the crowd goes crazy. They're yelling. They're cursing. 
And then R-Truth eventually wins the title back right then and there. Uh, well, Maverick, I think, tried to... Did Maverick run out? No, there? no, no. You're, no, you're correct. He, he, he got it back right away. And, okay, then, yeah. and, and then everybody and, ran out. Hawkins, yeah, Ryder. I didn't see Maverick. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember if Maverick was out there or not. It was like a split, Are like quick second. Maverick. What? Who is Maverick? Drake Maverick, Rockstar Spud. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it was but like too quick Maverick. that they were they were in and out. I couldn't tell. Yeah, I saw Hawkins. I saw Ryder. I thought I saw Tony Nice. I I don't know if Tony Nice would have been part a part of that, but that's the thing. I that's it was so quick. Where I feel like we saw a bunch of people that... Literally just... the only person I know I saw for a fact was Hawkins because he was wearing the edge tights. Yeah, I, I definitely saw Hawkins and Ryder because I marked for it. And I know but... Ryder was there because I saw his parents. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, so they, they did that stunt, I guess. You had to figure he was going to win as soon as he was being interviewed. Yeah, it was going to happen, but... Trained, After uh, that, I don't know if you could say trained, but like definitely trained-ish by uh, Creative Pro. Who's that? Enos Cantor. Oh, gotcha. But maybe they were just preparing for this a night. But it was a great night because it was Monday night and mm. it was... Monday night nitro. Yeah, kicking off with... The King of Attitude Era. Oh, I was like, Stone what are you Cold. going with? Going for <laughs> Wrestling Tees merch. Yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin making his, rate, uh, his way down to the ring, uh, cutting a promo about MSG only to for, bring out... For the yeah. first time, being there for the first time in almost 20 years is what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Which takes us to 1999, but... I was there in 2004 when <laughs> he guest refereed a certain match between Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. Yeah, we we knew we knew the truth, but well, it maybe, was maybe so maybe when they say almost 20 years, I mean you know almost. Nah, that's still stupid. Oh no, don't justify that's, that's it. That's WWE inflating numbers. Yeah, don't justify it. But they but he did a promo on MSG. The crowd went crazy. He brought out Braun Strowman only to. Uh, it was, it was Braun and Then he brought up, yeah. brought out uh, Seth Rollins. It was a contract signing for Clash of Champions. Gets cut off by the OC. They kept getting wadded by the fans, and, and it was great. They played into it, which also they did. They did that to Rollins too. Yeah, they did that to him a lot. But it's the New York crowd. I mean, you can't can't predict them. Yeah, that's what we'll talk about a little bit later on with the but AJ Styles started to trash Stone Cold Steve Austin. And he moved the table out of the way after the contracts were signed. And Strowman and Rollins went after the OC. Rollins went to hit a curb stomp on AJ. And AJ moved out of the way, tossed uh, Rollins out of the ring. And AJ's sitting there like, yeah, I'm the hottest, whatever. Which, by the way, they didn't curse. I mean, they didn't bleep out those two curse words on Raw. Yeah, I was very surprised. dropped, yeah. And AJ. Oh, yeah. They used AJ the same too, word. But, but yeah, AJ yeah. then's all, all cocky as anything, turns around, boom. Stone Cold Steve Austin hits the stunner. And the crowd go goes crazy. I marked out for that. Um, yeah, uh, it brings up such a rush of memories to see him hit a Stone Cold stunner. And you know, to even hear the glass shatter, I mean. You know what's crazy about that is that 
in um, which, by the way, WWE advertised the wrong episode for Straight Up Steve Austin. They advertised Dale Earnhardt Jr., but it was the Gabriel Iglesias episode. But all oh, these that's funny. all these episodes kind of seem like it's leading him out of retirement. I like last I week when you had Becky Lynch do the hit him with the stunner and he sold it or whatever. This week, Gabriel Iglesias was telling a story about how he like. I don't know if he was, I think he was drunk or whatever. He starts texting Stone Cold being like, yo, so when are you coming out of retirement or whatever? And like, it seems like every episode is like, oh, I'm inching out of retirement. I don't, that's if Austin pro- came out of not, retirement but... for, if Austin came out of retirement for one more match, what's the match that you put him in? Any, any dream match. I, I think it'd be, I mean, it'd have to be AJ Styles. Ooh. All right. Like who? I don't know who else it would be. My dream match would be CM Punk. Well, that come on. Hey, I I said dream even match. Even though they said it CM Punk's happen. willing to talk, is that what yeah. I think Chris said that last week? Maybe or did you say uh, that? Yeah, me. Uh, but yeah, I I mean you have the straight edge taking on the beer swigging. Um, Stone Cold. I would say that would... They kind of did that, though, with Chris Jericho. Yeah. Even though the gimmick is not the same at all, but... Exactly. So, AJ Styles is left in the ring, uh, disappointed, heartbroken, stunned. Disheveled. (laughs) And uh, Cedric Alexander then has a match with AJ Styles. Picks up the victory there only by disqualification because the OC interrupts. But this was a good match uh, for what it was. It was yeah. pretty solid, but yeah, uh, Viking super, Raiders super. end up interfering to help make a save for Cedric Alexander, and they go after Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Which is kind of weird, but I'm definitely like, it's this, really cool to see. Yeah, but this is exactly why the OC should still be tag team champions, yeah. because there's no reason, I mean, I ranted about it back then, there was no reason the OC should have lost the tag team championships, because this is the opportunity that the Viking Raiders were looking for, now they go after the OC, but the OC doesn't have the championship, so it's kind of like, eh. I mean, New Japan versus New Japan, you, they have history. This is great stuff. But no, they they failed us. Yeah, and then later on backstage, Ziggler and Robert Roode cut the OC off when they were being interviewed, and it just like, I guess they were like, oh, you know, we should uh, we should all work together tonight. We have common enemies, so it like solidified them as a like a, a group. Yeah, also solidifies the main event of the evening. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had a tag team match: Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair picking up the victory over Bailey and Sasha Banks. Um, this match was actually really good. Yeah, I like that it started uh, with all four of them brawling, and Charlotte and Becky both grabbed chairs, and I don't think they used them. Um, I don't recall, but I, I still find it very weird that Bailey does the gimmicky face stuff with the blow-ups and everything. Like, like it's still weird to me that it's she... because she's being a role model. It changed. It changed from being the hugger thing to role model. Not a so fan. So she's still... Yeah, you, you've been saying that since 1934. I know. I know. It Which started makes no in... sense. If you're like, oh, this match was really good. And then you're like, 19... but I don't like Bailey. 
I don't. Nineteen thirty-three. It started to build well, actually, up in nineteen thirty-four. I can't, I can't say what I just said because I thought this match was really good, and I don't like Flair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for this, two different reasons. You're just you. You're uneducated to your to your point of view. I'm just salty. Yeah, but I'm just totally salty. But yeah, honestly, I, I think this might have been even the match of the night. Yeah, I did like this match. match I thought that nights, it delivered. I mean, I did think that the This Is Awesome chant was a little bit preemptive because it was only the third, the second card of the night. I'm sorry, what? They had a This Is Awesome chant. Oh, the, this is, yeah, but that if this match was good, it wasn't like they were two seconds into the match. There was like a good amount of time before they No, but once they, once they started, I'm like, come on, we this, don't need it. Dude, this, this, this is the match that I thought could have been the main event. Eh. A hundred percent, and I think out of both, I nights, think it this could've. match I'm, was the I'm, one that people were most I'm, into. I'm happy with the main event, um, but uh, well, nah. but Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair picked up the victory. Why they are tag teams based off of what happened last year, I still don't understand. I don't it's understand the whole the... common enemy gimmicks. I don't get it. But next up, you had Rey Mysterio on his. Wait, wait, wait uh, hold on, no, no, I need to make you get it. Clash of Champions is Charlotte versus Bailey. It's Becky versus Sasha. Yeah. Boston Hugger at tag team. So Charlotte and Becky are going to be, they're facing them at the pay-per-view. They're going to team up and face them again. Bird up. Gotcha. Roger that. But Rey Mysterio picked up the victory over a grand metallic. Um, it was Lucha really Libre cool. match. I like seeing this live. No, it was a, your typical Lucha Libre match, but it was good. It was a quick match. I like Ray. Nah, this wasn't like so quick, but six minutes thirty seconds. Yeah, it's not so quick, but I liked uh, Ray Mysterio paying respect to Grand Metallic afterwards. Yeah, it, it's very. I, you made mention to it that you don't know what they're trying to do with Kalisto or anything like that with Lucha. Uh, yeah, well, I don't party. know. Cause, like, I, I mean, obviously, I'm not complaining about this match or anything, but I, we definitely both would have liked to have seen Kalisto versus Rey Mysterio. And I don't know if Kalisto's injured or not because he wasn't on 205 I, Live. He wasn't on Raw. I feel like I, I have a feeling that I saw something about him being injured, but I'm not too sure. But who knows? Uh, hopefully they do build to Rey Mysterio versus Kalisto. But back to this match, it was a good match. It was high-flying. I like the... There was a spot where Grand Metalli uh, went flying out of the ring over the top rope. That was really cool. I like um, when he flew. Yeah, where he did that flip. What about yeah. that that the the springboard or not even the springboard when he's on the the top rope and Rey Mysterio's oh. on the top rope on the other part of the top rope in the middle of yeah. the ring and does the Hurricane Rana? There were so many good spots, but good match. Next up, you had King of the Ring 2019 semifinal match, triple threat. Baron Corbin picking up the victory over Ricochet and Samoa Joe. Um, I think it's safe to say now the bracket busted for everyone. Yeah. All of our finales. Yeah, all of us not. busted our brackets. Yeah, but Baron Corbin picking up the victory. I actually really like this match. Yeah, I thought it was a good match as well. I liked when uh, Ricochet went to go do one of his flippy-dippy moves. I was about to say this. Yep. <laughs> and Samoa Joe just like walk casually walks out of the way of it and just like poses. I thought that was so good. What about this spot? How they redid that spot, but that time, Rick, but the next time that they did it, Ricochet looked over his shoulder, saw that he started to move, and then hit him. I don't remember catching that. 
Yeah, yeah. So they did that spot where Samoa Joe walked out of, just casually walked out of the way of uh, Ricochet's uh, top rope move. And then they redid that, and he totally hit him because he took that second look. But I I don't think that that was on TV. Oh. Somebody around me mentioned that they didn't have the WWE logo on the Titantron at the time. So that may have not actually been on TV, which I think would be crazy because that was actually a really cool spot. It only showed you how how good Samoa Joe is where just thinking about doing a spot like that, I think that's really cool. I thought Corbin was really good at this match. Yeah, Corbin definitely stood out in this match. And he is, I, you said it best, he is probably the only true heel on the roster right now. When did I ever say, when, was that like recently? I don't remember saying that. Yeah, recently you said that Corbin <laughs> is really the only guy that gets legit heat from mostly everyone. As opposed to you have people who, some will boo AJ Styles, some will cheer. Like you have people that they're yeah, not full blown, which... but Byron Corbin is really the only guy that's full blown heel. It's like we heard that really a lot. The crowd was really split during that tag team match where people were cheering for Bailey and then they were also booing Bailey and then they were cheering for Becky and kind of booing Becky too. Yeah. Um, yeah, but this triple threat match, I'm happy that Baron Corbin won because I think uh, one of you I'm, guys I'm, said it. I'm content right now. I, I don't know if I'll be happy until after after the tournament's over. Okay, yeah, I'm content too. I'm content. Next, Next up, you had uh-huh. match. You had Natalia defeat Lacey Evans in what I'm going to say was a complete dud. Yeah, this was definitely a filler for me. The best thing about this match was hearing Lacey Evans' theme song because I yeah. like that theme song. It completely lost the crowd. And yeah. I don't know. It was, there was a, This was the match where there was a huge CM Punk chant during. Were they doing the wave during this match or not? No, they were doing the wave during the main the event. event. Yeah, so, and I'm, I, I don't know. I don't I'm even know if you. That it, oh, it started, I it started at my session. I literally almost cursed. But are you guilty of doing it? Of course, Son of but a... we'll get, I know, but I know. I don't know if you picked up on the end of this match when Lacey Evans tapped. It mm-hmm. was quite possibly the weirdest way I've ever seen somebody tap out. It literally looked like she was swimming. I didn't notice. When, do you remember when, uh, Natalia... man, remember when <laughs> Vince got that beer bash and he's like swimming? In the... That's, <laughs> yeah, I swear yeah. to God, that's what it looked like. Yeah, because what's her face? Uh, Natalia was facing me, so... Uh, Lacey Evans was facing you when during the tap out. Oh yeah, yeah. Her hand was on the other side. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't get a chance to see that. Up next, but we next had up the Firefly Funhouse, which and this was a moment all of us were looking forward to. So the the main takeaway here, you had Abby having a clock that was stuck at three sixteen which Bray Wyatt hammers out, which I liked. He goes, oh, I'll fix it. And then um, Ramblin' Rabbit's like, not again. Because the last time I think Bray had the hammer, he beat oh, <laughs> Ramblin' yeah. Rabbit and then with it. I, I, I like that they started with Stranger Danger. Oh, and people were chanting that or no? No, no, no. They, the, yeah, I think they didn't really. It was just a funhouse was chanting Stranger Danger, Stranger Danger over and over and over. And it drove... Uh, Bray Wyatt, 
like crazy where he was just like quiet. Like I thought it, and then he had to break it down. And I liked how Bray Wyatt's explanation of a stranger, stranger oh, danger yeah. isn't really a thing. It, a stranger is only someone. A stranger is only a friend that you haven't met yet. Exactly. I was just like, oh my god, I can't believe that they're actually promoting this to little which is, kids. Which is yes, very, very, very terrible for that. <laughs> like, I like that is not. <laughs> that's not. I know, and th- like, like they brought he brought up the example of the main event about how uh, with the Viking Raiders and stuff, how they were strangers, but see now they're friends, and I was legit laughing out loud at that uh, that promo. So the but, clock the yeah. clock was stuck on three sixteen, and Bray Wyatt fixed it by bashing it in, and it goes to eleven nineteen, and. Uh, Somebody I know pulled a Bible quote. I don't remember what it was, but somebody else pulled November 19th, 1990 being Undertaker's debut for WWE before uh, Survivor Series that year. A few days later, uh, Undertaker wrestled a match on Superstars as Kane the Undertaker. Very interesting. So whether or not, I mean, it's Bray Wyatt. You know, he did the whole thing from like the five early Wyatt family promos or whatever, that they all form a sentence and then people had to go dig through them to see what the actual sentence was. Yeah. Maybe this is uh, 1119 referring to Undertaker. Maybe it's not. I guess only time will know, but it's hard not to. It's very hard not to start to think that way. But a great uh, Firefly Funhouse. I thought it definitely delivered. Next up, you had a main event that I unfortunately do not think it really delivered as strong as it should have. So when but I said, a- wait, wait. So when I said before, I think this should have been the main event in regards to Sasha Boston Hug versus yeah. Flair. No, I still maintain. I still maintain my stance. But your stance but you is have- only because of what happens after. I'm good with that. But you have Braun Strowman. Cedric Alexander, Seth Rollins, and the Viking Raiders picking up the victory over Ziggler, Root, and the OC. Most importantly, Cedric Alexander pinned AJ Styles. Yeah, Cedric picking up the victory. This match, it, what, I, I, did, I did enjoy it. But I this, did, it this does not scream go-home show to a pay-per-view. And the crowd it, didn't care for it. I think that no matter what, I think that that third hour was a little bit draining. I, I mean, know. look at. I the, mean, the, I think the crowd was long gone due to Lacey Evans and, and yeah. Maddie, I mean, but. look at the finale. You had the Firefly Funhouse really peaking it, uh, really taking all the everything, and then you went into this. But the thing with this was that because you had um, what four guys on the uh, yeah four. It, to me, yeah, it doesn't make guys. sense because you had. There, there's, four, there, four there is no have, feud between Viking Raiders and and the OC. But you have four guys standing opposite corners blocking the view of a lot of people. And from what I heard from Dude, my second, I could not see the match. Yeah, that was a the big first complaint. time I saw the match was on TV when I just rewatched it. That was a big complaint for the people sitting around me was I kept on hearing, I can't see, we can't see. And people were making jokes, commenting about uh, the physique of Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins and this and that. Instead of watching the match. So really, I feel like because you had uh, four large guys on the apron at the time, 
that started to suck everybody out of the match because how are you supposed to get into a match if you can't see what's taking place inside of the ring? Yeah. So that's number one. But that's and what's, then, what's really crazy about that is that they have other times there's like even more people in matches. Yeah, I I could only assume that I would have hated that, but they did have a lot of good spots in this match. The crowd was just done. They were done. This is the match where they started the wave during. Um, they started the white the wave during in my section. Um, pretty much, it started with some one person. Why, why would you partake? Part- did Brad partake? He probably partook. Yeah. Uh, yes. Brad I I literally I hate when the when people do the wave. I love it. And then I and then you have sometimes you go they do you they do the wave or whatever and you're still sitting there they're like why didn't you participate? I don't want to do the wave. I love the wave. I I I can't even talk about it without cursing. I swear to god. <laughs> it's like splish splash, dude. I love the wave. You know? That makes no it's, sense. Well, the wa- the wave pool. It's nothing it, like, like No, no. Dude, please, it's please, wave please please stop. It's like you're, you're it's a, please, it's a wave. Please, go I can't down. talk about the wave. It's and amazing. I refuse to. It's not. It's amazing. Look it's amazing. You. But yeah, no. Um, this entire match, you had Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman really trying hard to get the crowd into it. They were clapping. They were stomping on the ring, uh, just trying to get the attention of the fans. But I feel like it was a large distraction having the big guys on the apron. It's but funny. overall... It's funny because, I, like, for weeks I haven't cared about Seth Rollins, but I think because Stone Cold was here and involved, I it made it interesting for me. Yeah, and, right and on the opposite end of that, even before, during this match in, in itself, because Cedric Alexander and because the Viking Raiders were involved, I was entertained. Or, yeah, it was or very... interested in it, I should say. Yeah, it was very cool to see all of them involved, especially Viking Raiders, because I wasn't expecting them to be uh, showcased as much as they were. Um, and that was actually my first time seeing Viking Raiders. But no, I and, feel and see, like... what was cool when, when they were obviously off the apron at times, we were able to see the wrestling matches. But, I mean, the wrestling yeah, you matches. Had, part you had of Warbeard that match. Hansen do a Santon off the top, um, which was a Santon flip off the top rope, which was pretty cool to the outside of the ring, taking out everyone. But, yeah, after this match, glass shatters. Stone Cold Steve Austin makes his way to the ring, and he start, gets on the mic. He starts to put over AJ Styles. Come, come back in the ring, drink a beer with old Stone Cold. I liked you. Yeah, they. I mean, he, he has a beer bash with all the faces, but then puts over AJ Styles. Uh, and I like how he was just, like, ta- telling the OC, he's just like, uh, Gallows, Anderson, you you guys hung out at my house before. You know you can trust me. If I say he's going to step in the ring, I'm not going to hit him with a stunner. I'm not going to hit him with a stunner. Um, but then, yep, he gets hit with a stunner. And it was amazing. I loved it. it the crowd went crazy. I went crazy. I, I enjoyed the ending of it. I didn't actually enjoy that match, but I enjoyed the Stone Cold involvement. It was honestly, it was just so surreal seeing, first of all, being at Madison Square Garden for TV production for that. And then going home later and like looking at like pictures and seeing video of it and seeing the background be Madison Square Garden again is just like so weird because it's been 10 years. Yeah. So, 
But yeah, but yeah, that's. I mean, overall, it, it felt more like a two-hour show. I feel like not a lot happened. I don't know if yeah. you feel like that. I I could see like I, that. I really don't think much happened as far as like there wasn't really many backstage segments. There weren't any like no. big talking segments. I I do. I am so happy that now being there for another Monday Night Raw because I went to the one at NASA Coliseum. Going to another one, which I think that I can't even remember. The last time I went to two WWE taped events in one year. Um, but at Nassau Coliseum, they, it was back when they were doing the Elimination Chamber and stuff like that. Uh, elimination matches in two out of three falls and stuff. And the promos in between segments. And for this, they scrapped it all. Which was such a relief that they got rid of that. It was interesting that they had Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship advertised as well as Becky versus Lacey for the title um which those matches were not originally the uh, the announced matches they were like they had like a I don't know if they like mixed matches and not mixed multi-person matches and like triple threat matches maybe I just I don't even remember them announcing those matches yeah as soon as it went on like oh I they they announced it they announced I, I forget what matches were actually announced and then everyone's like, oh, they're going to spoiler alert. Yeah, no, I, I, I remember that they did that. But it's card subject to change. And I'm totally fine without having a dark match because Stone Cold Steve Austin closing out was perfect. But even before the, the show, like, yes, we had main event, but I was expecting at least one dark match. Um, yeah, I'm okay with it. I got to see, like, Wow. We did get to see a few... uh. Celeb faces. Jay Wow uh, was in the audience. Yep. You saw. I, I wanted a dark match. Out. I wanted a dark match, not that. <laughs> but yeah, moving. Yeah, Michael Che was sitting like front row, which I imagine being like a celebrity you could just be like, "Hey, I want these seats." because yeah. that's definitely the the WWE section where they comp your tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, because, aside yep, from the yep. the front row across on that that shows up on camera, that's the same cast of characters every time. Mm-hmm. For big matches like that, big shows. But SmackDown opens with uh, actually we had a dark match here. Buddy Murphy lost to Ali, so that was cool to see Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy, and Ali. Uh, but but it opens with Undertaker putting over Madison Madison Square Garden, the hollowed halls of Madison Square Garden. Oh, you've been practicing, haven't you? Have I? I don't know. And then he went to to speak about new superstars. He goes, that's all fine and dandy, but now it's time to move on to candy. No. (laughs) (laughs) But he's like, but now it's time to focus on new superstars. And then Sami Zayn's music hits. And he basically tells Undertaker, he's like, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to hurt you. or or I don't want to be like hurt or whatever. I'm just here to tell you to leave. So Undertaker goes as if he's going to leave the ring and then gets back in, chokeslam Sami Zayn. <laughs> very pointless, very weird. I didn't mind it because it was cool, but it just it made no sense. I texted you after that. I was like, this makes no sense. Like, what's this going to do for Sami Zayn? I don't understand. He's been like the microphone piece for Shinsuke. I, I just, yeah. I didn't get it. I I hear you, brother. 
I up, hear you. Up next, backstage, Shane McMahon uh, was speaking to Chad Gable and informed him that Elias is injured and Chad Gable won't get a bye to the finals of the King of the Ring. And he said, I'm going to find a suitable replacement. It could be somebody from Raw. It could be somebody from SmackDown. It could be somebody who was previously in the tournament. And then later on, he announced who it was. But before he announced who it was, I thought he was going to say it was Samoa Joe. Partly because Samoa Joe is one of those people that was making fun of Chad Gable's height. Ah, that would have been a good, good, good pick. But it was not Samoa Joe. It was the best in the world, Shane McMahon, which everyone booed. I popped for that. I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to get to see Shane McMahon wrestle. I thought that was cool, even though it's like, whatever. You know, I think it's cool. Yeah. So, uh, and then later on, uh, he had, he told Kevin Owens that the $100,000 fine could go away if he does the, the job as the referee tonight. Which we'll get into. First, first uh, next match. Up, yeah, you had the Miz pick up the victory over Andrade. Which Nakamura, Nakamura was on commentary. Nakamura. Yeah. And yeah. I, I like Miz working that Lucha style. Like as mm-hmm. Lucha as Miz can get against Andrade. Yeah. But, uh, and then I liked him doing the, the, the Tranquilo pose during mm-hmm. it. I thought that was funny. But uh, after the match, Nakamura attacks Miz, hits him with the Kinshasa, and uh, kind of makes me think Miz might be walking out Sunday as champion. I I would love it. I mean, if, I think the Miz if, should be a champion of every championship. You know, he it it's it would suck because it's not such a great reign for Nakamura. No, but Miz if. The, and the reason why I could see them doing this and, and having Miz win on Sunday is that if he wins this, he's not only closer to surpassing Pedro Morales's, uh 619-day overall reign. Mm-hmm. He then ties for the most reigns of the Intercontinental Championship, being nine reigns. And the person he ties with is Chris Jericho. Ooh. So maybe they want to get that, like, oh, Miz is a nine-time champion. There's nobody else to... There's nobody who's had a reign more... Has There's nobody who's had more reigns than the Miz. Because technically that's, that's not a lie. Yeah. He'd have the same amount of reigns as Chris Jericho. Well, I don't think they're going to wipe out Jericho. I'm not saying they're wiping him out, but when they discuss Miz being Intercontinental Champion, they'll be able to say there's nobody who has more reigns than the Miz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So uh, next, next up, you had Mandy Rose cut a promo. I love talking over each other. Love it. Mandy Rose cuts a promo before her match uh, about being hot and Nikki Cross being ugly. And it's like, I appreciated the whole like Lincoln uh, tunnel reference, but in regards to the whole, like I'm hot, you're ugly thing. Could you imagine if they did this with men? Yeah. Like this is specifically only something they would do for women. And it's like, look at Mickey, look at Mickey James, what they did with her. Yeah. Even, even like, when, if, uh, if, they, if they did that, 
What? Alexa, Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax, what, last year? Yeah, I don't get, like, that stuff, like, that's, like, that's old. I, I feel like you, you shouldn't or couldn't do stuff like that these days. Yeah, I don't think that you should ever be like, you're fat, you're ugly, you you look this way. I, I, don't, I think that that's kind of not the way to go about it anymore. Especially when everything's all about like, oh, like in 2019, especially in WWE right now, it's like empowering women and like, we just had women main event WrestleMania, but she's fat, she's ugly. Like, I don't, that doesn't, that would never, like, that's not a thing that they would ever do with men even, I don't think. Yeah. Well, Nikki picked up the victory over Mandy, though. Yeah. So, that's always good. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, Fire and Desire uh, go on some sort of a tear and become tag team champions. See, oh. I don't, and I don't want to even, I don't really, I don't want to see Bliss and Nikki Cross lose it on Sunday. I would, I would be fine with that. Because I, then it just goes back into the cycle of, oh, this person had a terrible tag team title reign. This person had a terrible title reign. Dude, no matter what, we're in that we're in that circle. It doesn't have to be like that. What's your what's your how do you fix it? We're in that circle no matter what. No matter which know. way you look at it. Next up you had Rowan's and, Rowan and no. Reigns. You did not. You had heavy machinery. Heavy machinery. Defeating Alex Keaton and Johnny Silver. That's not what you told me. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Which, I mean, us as Mark and Out, we've seen John and Alex wrestle so many times. And they've been on our show. So, I cheap, thought, cheap I th- dude, I thought it was... MarkandOut.com. When, when the lights went out and they came to the ring like before Heavy Machinery came out, I was like, no way. I'm going to like mark the hell out if that's if that's... John Silver and Alex Reynolds. And I texted you. I was like, it's it's really dark in here, but I almost think that the Beaver Boys are about to wrestle on SmackDown. Yeah, you shot me a text, and then I didn't see it till after. And uh, surely it was. It was them. And I thought it was really cool to see that. And I, I this match ended. It was the quick enhancement talent-esque sort of match. I want Evolve to book this match because if they could actually like do their stuff that it would i know it would be incredible mm-hmm. because we've seen john silver go up against guys the size of otis and tucker knight before yeah look at apollyon a hundred percent what did 100%. how was the crowd how was the crowd reaction to be for boys there was a johnny silver chant and you could go back and listen to it and hear it on smackdown that's cool yeah I thought That's that was cool. cool, too. But, yeah, it was really cool to see Alex and Johnny. Word. Up uh, next was Rowan cutting a promo about Roman Reigns, and uh, which I, I know you'll agree. I think you even said it. I hate that they don't use this old theme. Mm. The new one is just so – it's garbage. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of his old one. But Roman Reigns comes out. They end up brawling. A bunch of creative pro wrestlers were like security here. Kevin Tibbs got power bombed. He was the fan sitting in the in the crowd <laughs> that got power bombed onto the security. And yeah, uh, it was 
it ends. Rowan sw- grabs the swinging camera and like throws it at Roman Reigns, knocks him over. It would have been interesting if we saw the actual footage from that camera while it was happening, but that would be interesting. Yeah, I, I liked I liked that the usage of there of that. And Sunday we have a no DQ match now. Nah, should be cool. Um, next up, you had a non-title match. Bailey picking up the victory over Ember Moon. Which uh, Charlotte Flair was on commentary for. Uh, as for the match, I enjoyed it. Even though it was on the shorter side, it was probably like five minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I like the match. After the match, Flair gets in the ring and like as unenthusiastic as possible points to the title as if like i don't even care i'm just gonna point to the title it was <laughs> oh, as if um, I, it looked like as though, it looked like eeyore was pointing or something eeyore like there it is i want that title and then she did the <laughs> the belt thing i was just like nah hell no i don't it's not for me mm-hmm. i i really hope bailey retains uh, i really hope I'm I'm good on Bailey's title reign. Up next, Kofi Kingston came out to speak about 2009 when Monday Night Raw was last at Madison Square Garden, November 16th to be exact. Um, but I, I understand why they did, but it's weird that they cut out what led to Kofi Kingston brawling with Randy Orton that night. Because I don't we, remember. We have, not, we have not heard mention of that at all. In that night, November 2009, Roddy Piper was host of Monday Night Raw and challenged Vince McMahon to a fight. And when it came time for that match, Roddy Piper came out and Vince McMahon's music hits, but it was Randy Orton who came out instead. Mm-hmm. And Randy went to go beat down Roddy Piper, which led to Kofi Kingston running out and and brawling with Randy Orton. Hmm. And then he hit the boom drop through the through the table off by the production area or whatever, which is like a iconic moment now. Which I didn't think that was ever like an iconic moment for everyone else. Mm-hmm. I, like for me, it was, but I, like until recently that they've built it up. Like Kofi builds it as like. Oh, this was the the changing point of my career. Like, I definitely don't remember it being like that. Yeah, I think it was just a random spot that really took place. But, I, but again, that was like a hundred percent. We were behind Kofi Kingston then. Yeah, even, of course. Even before we had a podcast. I mean, people even disagreed with us, but we stuck by our guns. Kofi deserved it back then, and he still deserves it. And very happy to see where he's at right now. Yeah. So Randy Orton cuts off. Uh, Kofi Kingston and Kofi goes to where Randy Orton is by the the entrance way right where your seats would have been mm-hmm. and they start brawling Kofi uh, I guess kind of puts himself through a gig table a work table and uh, then pulls out another table does the boom drop spot again yeah and the crowd went crazy I thought it was weird that we didn't see revival on Smackdown at all and I thought it was weird that we didn't see New Day at all. Yeah, we haven't seen New Day in a little bit, I don't think. Yeah, especially because they're uh, supposed to be having a match against each other for the titles. Hmm. 
I, I, thought, I thought for sure we were going to hear Big E do the, oh, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I don't think we've seen them in two weeks. Yeah, it's been quite quite a bit. Some, but main event of the evening, King of the Ring semifinals matchup. Special guest referee Kevin Owens. Chad Gable picks up the victory over Shane McMahon twice. Not just one, but twice. Yeah, first time happened in 30 seconds. And I'm like, wait a minute, this, there's got to be something added. There's still so many more minutes left to SmackDown. And Shane McMahon gets on the microphone, goes, no, 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 no. It's now a two out of three falls match. So they go, Shane McMahon goes to try to use a chair. And Kevin's like, no, like you can't use a chair. So he goes and hands it to, to Kevin and goes to low blow Chad Gable and gets locked in the ankle lock to lose. A second yeah. match, so there, and he taps there, out. Yeah, and uh, it was it was funny. Well, not funny, funny, but uh, for for Gable's pins after the 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 first fall, they'd be either no counts or slow counts, and for Shane's they were like the the quick one two threes. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm all for Chad Gable winning this King of the Ring tournament. I'm... And see, that's why that's why I thought. Maybe it could have been Samoa Joe. Because, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, Joe was one of those people that were making fun of his height. Then he yeah. goes he goes on, he defeats Joe again in an upset, some would say. And mm-hmm. then go to the to the King of the Ring fi- finals finale and beat Corbin. Because Corbin was also someone who made fun of his height. Something mm-hmm. disappointing, though, is the fact that they moved the King of the Ring final match to Monday Night Raw instead of Clash of Champions. But I guess maybe we'll have more time for that on Raw. I don't know. Because there's 11 matches announced for Clash of Champions. Yeah, but, there's a lot of matches. But SmackDown ends with Shane McMahon attacking Kevin Owens and firing him. And then Kevin Owens tweeted a bunch of numbers, which... NXT. Coincidentally, yes. Spell out NXT. Yeah, so I think that would be cool, Kevin Owens on NXT. Yeah, so... We could have a reuniting of Mount Rushmore, kind of. Or what if he joins Undisputed Era and turns on... And they all turn on Adam Cole. That would be cool. And then Adam Cole becomes the biggest baby face in the company. History of mankind. Johnny Gargano, I need you to be on my team for war games. <laughs> what if yeah. that actually happens? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a possibility. It's a possibility. But so we have a NXT is live next week for the first time in years. Yeah. So Also, right, by the way. I, with if Chad Gable does win the King of the Ring tournament, I hope he goes on to like, like AJ Styles could go on to feud for the Universal Championship as long as he drops the U.S. title to Chad Gable, mm. and give Gable that lengthy title run. Not gonna happen. But we, we okay mentioned we mentioned it before with the crowds. The crowds were not. It felt like a bunch of AEW fans that just bought tickets to WWE. 
SmackDown, you can go back and rewind it, hear it at the end of SmackDown. It well, literally it just shows it, it, it's not AEW fans. It just shows how un, mm, unentertained they were. I don't think so. I think the the I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. look at the waves, dude. You're going to tell me that every single person on Monday Night Raw wasn't a WWE fan doing that partake part okay, no, no. in that See, wave? No, no. There's two types of people who do the wave. People who deliberately go there and we don't care about the product. We could, we're going to complain no. live in person. Yes, 100%. And then there's Dude. people who are like, oh, the wave. <laughs> I disagree. I think that it's it was because the product wasn't entertaining enough for those fans. So the, 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 like the, product, the product's people... not entertaining enough for the fans, so you end SmackDown by chanting AEW? Yeah, no. they weren't entertained. No. They weren't entertained, dude. So why not chant something that comes to mind? That's I disagree with that. Well, I talking think, about disagreeing, just, let's talk it's, about it's this just like the, No, hold on. It's just like the Ring of Honor crowd. I know. But Clash of Champions is coming up on Sunday. So, want to do some predictions? No, because I was going to talk about 205 Live, but whatever. No. All right, so go about 205 no, Live. No, I'll speak about it later. But, uh, uh, yeah, so Clash of Champions taking place in Charlotte, North Kakalak at the Spectrum Center. Um, which, did they... The reason why... No, never mind. I was confusing with Starcade for a second. But yeah, so every championship is on the line here. Are you able to write down predictions? Nah. Just right. gonna have you re-listen to it. That's wonderful. <laughs> so we'll just run down what Wikipedia says. We'll do the singles match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. We probably I'll write should have it started down. I'll with write it people. down. Well, if you're starting with that, if you're going to do that, then we're starting with Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan. Right, let's start from the top with uh, with the listing on Wiki. Okay, so Bailey is defending the title against Charlotte Flair. I'm going with Bailey. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going with Flair because I don't know, and the reason why I'm going to make you flip right now is because actually, yeah, I'm I'm already <laughs> I'm going with Bailey. Uh, okay. So we'll just go with the uh, – I don't know because you want it to go in order here now. All right. We're, yes, Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman defending their tag team championships against Rude and Ziggler. I'm going to go Rude and Z- – ah, dang it. Um, I don't know because this is it's stupid. stupid. <laughs> it is. It's stupid. This is stupid. I'm going to say Robert Rude and Dolph Ziggler just because this is so stupid. This is stupid. I'm going to follow suit. Uh, this is stupid. I'll go different with, from you. I'm going with Rollins and Strowman, and I hate it. And then you have for the Universal Championship, Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman. Do you think they open and close the show? That's <laughs> you think they joke. do back? I'm not joking. Oh, do you think that they do back-to-back? Maybe they do Rollins versus Strowman, and then after that they have to defend the tag team championships? I think they open with the – the tag team titles and close with the universal championship. Nah, I'm going Rollins though. <sighs> I I'm going Rollins too, because it's not time for Strowman. And if it's not Seth Rollins, it's a, it's a nobody. Yeah. Or Braun Strowman via disqualification because the fiend shows up, but that I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. For the WWE Championship, Kofi Kingston defending that title against Randy Orton. Kofi Kingston is the longest reigning champion in WWE right now. Wow. I believe. That's weird. That's crazy. I'm going with Kofi Kingston. Yeah. I'm going with uh, Double K. 
K-squared. Uh, next up, Cruiserweight Championship Triple Threat Match. Gulak defending against Umberto Carrillo and Lince Dorado. I'm going with... Um, Umberto Carrillo. Yeah, I'm going yeah, Gulak. It's Carrillo. And yeah, I'm going with Carrillo. Gulak as well. Carrillo. For the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships, you have the Revival challenging New Day. New Day. As much as I'd like to say the Revival, they're on Raw. I'm going to say New Day. This, I'm gonna match, go this match might not even happen. We haven't heard anything from it. They haven't been on TV, so who knows? Yeah, maybe they just forgot about it. But I'm going to go with Revival. Just because of the lack of television and stuff, I'm going to go Revival for this one. WWE Next up, Ice. Intercontinental Championship on the line. You have Shinsuke Nakamura defending the title against The Miz. I'm going to say nine-time reigning champion, The Miz. But then what does this lead to with Nakamura? Sammy Zayn? Well, why did they have Undertaker do anything with Sami Zayn? What did that mean? What did that lead to? Nothing. So? I have no idea. Maybe that's like that's a way to get Sami Zayn off TV or something. Nah, I'm going to go with Nakamura. It made no sense. It makes no sense. A lot of these matches make no sense. Becky Lynch defending against Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's Championship. I'll Sasha Banks. Go. Yeah, why not? And have Boston Hug be uh, both champions. Sounds good to me. No DQ, Reigns Rowan. I'm going to go with Reigns. I'm going to say Eric Rowan and Luke Harper better show up. We better see that bald person with <laughs> orange beard show up. And be revealed to have been Luke Harper. Yeah, I hope that it's uh, Eric Rowan. Uh, for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship, you have Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defending the titles against Fire and Desire, Manny Rose and Sonya Deville. I am going with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. I'm going Fire and Desire. All right. We got the main event of the evening. No, not really. Just the last match. Uh, U.S. Championship. AJ Styles defending against Cedric Alexander. Um, I'm going to say the face that runs the place. Yeah. What are you going with? I just said the face that runs the place. AJ Styles. Huh. It'd be incredible for Cedric Alexander, but I just told you, I hope. Chad Gable wins the King of the Ring and then goes on to become U.S. champion. Well, I'll go with Cedric Alexander. He's using the ankle lock the way Kurt Angle used it also. What do you mean? Like when Kurt would like do the ankle lock and then it wouldn't be working, so he'd like do the, the leg lock ankle lock. Oh, yeah where, he, where, yeah, where they would go for the rope and then he would pull them back into the center and then like go down with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those are our picks for Clash of Champions. Hey Dave. Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. No shameless plugs this week, friends. Alright, Brandon. How about shout outs? Hey there, pal, it's me, Mickey Mouse, and you're listening to Brandon Shoutouts. First shout-out is going to 13 Reasons Why. Uh, the third season was recently released on Netflix, and I just finished it. 
But it's pretty cool because one of the stars was at Monday Night Raw, and I stopped him, Christian Navarro. I met him. It's kind of cool. Didn't get a picture or anything, but he was kind of like in a hurry walking in and out. Uh, and then the next shout out goes to Sue Aitchison, who was recently inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame under the Warrior Award. Uh, I met her before SmackDown took place, and I thought that was pretty cool. She started all the community outreach programs for WWE and uh, helps grant all the wishes through Make-A-Wish with WWE. So I thought it was cool. Stopped her, said said hello, and yeah, thanked, I think her, I... thanked her for doing everything that she does. Yeah, I think I saw her when she they did a Connor segment uh, taking pictures on the side. And uh, I was going to say something, but I didn't say anything. But, yeah, she does so much great um, stuff and stuff and great work for the WWE. She's pretty much at the forefront of getting them involved with all of the Make-A-Wish Foundation um, and all of the charitable work that they do. She's at the forefront of that. So I, I congratulated her for her induction, and she's like, I'm wearing my ring, too. And she showed me. Oh, that's pretty <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, um, very awesome. And then last shout-out goes to Vince McMahon for his post-9-11 speech on SmackDown. Uh, I feel like it'd be we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that. It's 9-11 today, um, yeah. 18 years ago. So I wish, I wish that they played his speech on the news over here. I completely understand why they didn't. They didn't even air that episode of SmackDown. WWE SmackDown was the very first... Uh, event of that sort to to be live after that happened so yeah and i think everybody remembers that unfortunate horrific day and smackdown really uh kind of brought you back into that element of wrestling and just for them at least not not new york it didn't but yeah it was such a powerful speech and like uplifting uh, uplifting words that uh and only took place two days after the attacks. Mm-hmm. So it would have been cool if they if we heard that then, but they it was we didn't hear that till somewhat recently. But those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our Right, our mark out moment of the week. All right, so I'll go first. Mine was sitting up close for Stone Cold Steve Austin on Monday Night Raw. What? Um, we were very fortunate to be end to end up sitting on the floor, um, near the floor, uh, where they had the souvenir chairs or whatever. Um, and it was just such an amazing event. So I totally marked out for that entire thing. And just overall, Stone Cold Steve Austin, I'm such a mark for, still continue to be a mark for Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, yeah, that was for me. What about you? Uh, well, going back to the 205 Live thing, uh, you had Akira Tozawa and the Brian Kendrick come out. And Gentleman Jack Gallagher is cutting a promo and he goes like, he goes, I think you're going to regret giving me time to find a partner. 
And an inkling of me, I was like, there's no way it's Jushin Thunder Liger. <laughs> but maybe it's Jushin Thunder Liger. But no, Kushida comes out. My jaw drops to the floor. I marked out for that. I thought that was awesome. All nine other people that stayed thought it was awesome too. <laughs> yeah, that was actually one of the uh, – that was the only rumor that I saw going into Tuesday. That every Oh, Kushida, you actually saw that? Yeah, I actually saw news of oh. potentially Kushida being on 205 Live this week. I'm glad I didn't see that. Yeah. It was like genuine surprise for me. And it was – dude, I was so disappointed with the the fans. They were chanting for a baby over during the match. It was Umberto Carrillo and Lucha House Party versus mm-hmm. uh, Davari, Drew Gulak, and Tony Nese. And they're chanting for a baby. Yeah. And, and, I mean, Gulak and – and Davari tried their best to like get the crowd back into the match. They uh, at one point Gulak cradled and rocked Grandma Talik to go along with the baby chance. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just I hated that crowd. You know, sometimes it's so hard to predict the New York City crowd, and this this is what happens at times. But uh, SmackDown, after 205 Live ended, they had The Fiend take on and defeat the B-Team. So that was cool to see The Fiend wrestle. Oh, it was against the B-Team? Yeah. Oh, I thought that you told me that it was him versus Daniel Bryan. No, if you go back and read the text messages, you even comment saying Bo. No, no, you said Bo to me. Right, but you then reiterate the fact that I had said Bo to you. Yeah, and I was like, why did you, like, I, did, I didn't understand why you said Bo. Well, that's, that's on you for not reading B-Team, I guess. <laughs> Unless, I don't think I wrote D-Bry. I'm going back now. I'm, I don't know if you wrote, like, I was confused by it. I was, that's why. I, I think I no, said. No, no, you said B-Team. They you announced said B-team. B-Team versus Fiend, and then you were like, oh, who won? And I was like, Bo. I think I. I was like, yeah, I, Fiend or whatever as a joke, because like, obviously the Fiend's going to win. Yeah, I, I thought that it, I thought that the entire time you meant uh, Daniel Bryan for some reason. So even when you reiterated Bo, and I was just like, what do you mean Bo? Like, I thought that you did a typo that, <laughs> that's funny, you probably mistakenly put Bo Dallas instead of that. But, huh. Bless your heart. Yeah, and I then know. yeah, and then seeing seeing the Beaver Boys on SmackDown was cool, and just overall being at Madison Square Garden for WWE TV again, and getting to spend time with your loving cousin. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> money, money. I'm, I'm still I'm still waiting on you and Brad to send me pictures. For me, it's gonna take. I'm better off just emailing you pictures. That's what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> Oh, you just wanted me to Facebook them to you. Facebook, email, whatever. Either or. Yeah. I like to get my albums in check and have them go in order and everything. And then if I add pictures, the, the album jumps. So I got to go then change the other album. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's our show, folks. Episode 449. Next week should be a real splash, if you can hear me winking. <laughs> Hopefully Chris will be back. I don't know if I will be here. We got some surprises. Um, maybe, but yeah, so check us out, MarkingOut.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, MarkingOut11 on Instagram, MarkingOut11 on YouTube, 
Facebook.com slash out at Chris Sweendog, at BTTG161, at DaveTheRave underscore M-O, MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. Am I forgetting anything else? Nope, you got all. we wish you the... the... Best luck in your future endeavors. Have a...